By just about any measure, private equity set a remarkable new standard during 2021. Buyout deal value and exits set an all-time record for the industry. Funds continued to deliver returns, outpacing any other asset class. What we've really seen is a supersizing of the industry in 2021, and I don't think we're going back. For those expecting a continuing boom and smooth sailing, however, there are some warning beacons on the horizon. Today on the show, we'll cover the essential trends of 2021 to inform your strategy in 2022. It's our market overview from Bain's Global Private Equity Report. I'm Hugh MacArthur, head of Bain's Global Private Equity Practice, and this is Dry Powder. Let's talk about investments first. Private equity deal value set a new record in 2021. $1.1 trillion worth of buyouts actually doubled 2020's total and exceeded the old record from 2006 by several hundred billion dollars. Deal size, not deal count, was behind this increase. Average deal size increased by 57%, pushing it past the $1 billion threshold for the first time. There are two driving factors for this. The first is the sheer volume of capital and putting pressure on GPs to put money to work in ever larger deals. Dry Powder set yet another record in 2021 at $3.4 trillion globally, with about $1 trillion of that in buyout funds. Secondly, the COVID-related stimulus added trillions to the economy, and this massive increase in liquidity caused rising prices for assets of all kinds. While investments remained robust across sectors, one in three buyouts now involves a technology company of some sort. Counting the growing numbers of sectors like fintech, healthcare IT, and tech-enabled business services, the percentage may be actually more than half of all deals are technology-related, which again explains some of the increasing multiples that we see in the industry as more and more investors are betting on growth to make their returns reality. The pressure to put large amounts of capital to work produced a sudden and sharp increase in public-to-private deals. Public-to-private deals were worth $469 billion in capital globally, a 57% one-year increase. Public to privates, by nature, absorb a lot of capital because they tend to involve larger, more established companies that are not getting a lot of love from the public markets. The last time the market produced such a notable increase in large public to private transactions was in the run-up to the global financial crisis in 2006 and 2007. Of course, many of those did not end well. However, there are some signs that this time it could be different. Public to privates in 2006 and 2007 were extremely large. Not one of the top 10 deals was below $24 billion in total enterprise value. They required consortia of buyers just to get deals done. Public to privates in 2021 were actually much smaller than in the past. The largest was McAfee at $15.4 billion. These smaller deals were typically done by one or two buyers with deep expertise in the sector, such as Toma Bravo buying cybersecurity firm Proofpoint. Prices paid in 2021 will inevitably dial up the heat on sponsors to deliver results. The chances of success are actually highest for firms with a long track record in a sector. And when we think about record levels of prices, record sizes of deals, really understanding the microeconomics of a sector, the value creation levers you're going to pull, and really understanding the risks that you're underwriting are going to be absolutely critical in driving returns during this high wire time. Now let's talk about exits. Buyout funds exited almost a trillion dollars worth of assets globally, which again was more than double the value we saw in 2020. The uncommon performance was made possible by an equally uncommon alignment in the markets. Massive amounts of dry powder drummed up deals between sponsors. Soaring public markets led to a burst in IPO activity, and rising stock prices and better-than-expected economic growth gave corporate buyers ample currency for strategic deals. Prices were soaring, markets were hungry, and the cost of debt was near zero. For GPs, this environment meant one thing. If anything in your portfolio was ready to sell, now was the time to do it. One other issue of note, 
SPACs are back. SPACs are shell companies with no operations that raise capital through an IPO and then use the proceeds to fund a merger that then forms the basis of an ongoing public entity. SPAC IPOs grew rapidly in 2020 and reached a peak in February and March of 2021. But then regulatory and accounting issues combined with declining post-merger SPAC share prices dramatically reduced new issues. Since then, volume has slowly revived as SPAC sponsors began offering investors better terms and aligned economics. Despite all the volatility, the SPAC boom has created an army of 575 public shell companies that are stalking the market for targets. The long-term impact of SPACs on the buyout world is hard to evaluate. SPACs tend to merge with flashy, high-growth venture-type companies rather than the larger, more established companies found in buyout portfolios. It's possible that will change as the SPAC market evolves, but given their volatility, it's difficult to assess their staying power. How the market plays out over the next 6 to 24 months will likely determine what the long-term steady state of SPACs will be. One other issue I'd like to note is that secondaries are on the rise. One big disadvantage of private markets growing so rapidly is a lack of liquidity. LP capital is typically locked up for three to five years, and GPs are under pressure to pay it back after that period, even if they still see value in holding an asset. By creating a market for pre-existing investor commitments, secondaries provide liquidity that solves the problem on both sides. Over the past several years, the industry has formed a special purpose vehicle, continuation funds, and other vehicles that allow GPs to transfer existing commitments between funds. These vehicles are hard to classify. Existing data sources understate their growth, but anecdotal evidence suggests secondaries are expanding rapidly, and 86% of LPs in the Caller Capital Survey said they expect secondaries to keep up the growth over the next three years. Now let's turn our attention to fundraising. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but fundraising also set a new high, with global funds raising $1.2 trillion in 2021, and that's a 14% increase from 2020. Buyout funds raised $387 billion last year, their second best year ever. But growth, venture, and infrastructure all grew faster relative to their five-year averages. LPs, however, remain very enthusiastic about all things PE. 88% of LPs served by Prequent in 2021 said that they expect to increase or maintain their private equity allocations next year. 95% said they will do the same over the longer term. The largest private equity firms are responding to this trend by raising flagship funds more frequently and making those flagships bigger. Historically, private equity firms raised a large flagship fund every three to five years. Now they're coming back to investors as quickly as every one or two years and raising even larger funds. Among the top 20 managers, the average flagship fund size jumped from 12 billion to 17 billion between the last two fundraising cycles. For most funds, however, closing took longer in 2021 than it had in prior years. As we discussed in last year's private equity report, fundraising within the buyout category shifted significantly. LPs clearly have a bias towards size and experience in the funds they choose, but they're also rewarding funds that have a specialized expertise or a particular angle in creating value. The share of capital raised for classic funds has slipped from a recent peak of 80% in 2013 to 69% at the end of 2021. This trend is rewarding the large, diversified giants who can quickly stand up funds and take advantage of trends quickly. It's also benefiting sector funds that are right in the middle of the hottest sectors like software, healthcare, or fintech. And it's also rewarding newer funds that offer an innovative way to tap a certain market. Lastly, a word about returns. Private equity continued to deliver for investors in 2021. Buyout funds on average have generated stronger pooled net IRR than the public markets across multiple time periods and geographies. That's been true for a very long time. Private equity continues to offer broader exposure, lower volatility, 
and returns that are better, especially at the top tier. Returns in private equity aren't monolithic, which is why LPs tend to reward certain funds over others. In the years since the global financial crisis, for instance, returns from technology, business services, and financial services have increased relative to the performance before the crisis. Strong sector investing is all about expertise. Picking the right companies in any sector can produce top-tier returns. What investors are looking for is differentiated performance. There are many other topics covered in Bain's 2022 Private Equity Report. You can find the full report at bain.com slash private equity report. We've also posted a direct link to the report in our episode notes. I'm Hugh MacArthur. Thank you for listening.